And now we're going to turn to our New Testament scripture reading from the book of James. We're still in James. We've been there a couple weeks, um, and we've got a couple weeks left. We're looking at some, um, some things that we can glean from the book of James in the New Testament. There's so much that, that the, this scripture can teach us. And this morning we're in James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12, and it says this. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into our mouths, into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what, the, what, a, great for, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, out, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can salt can a salt spring produce fresh water? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this scripture reading this morning, and we pray that you would continue to open our ears and our hearts to hear what you would have to say to us on this day. Help us to, um, to be who you're calling us to be so that we can do what you're calling us to do in this world. And Lord, we ask all this in Jesus' name, as I pray also that you would speak through me and in spite of me. Amen. Well, um, there's um, in your chat box there that you see as you're watching, uh, feel free, if you haven't done so already, to write down any prayer requests that you may have uh, or praise reports, things you want to give thanks for. Um, and we'll make sure to read through those after the sermon as when we have our prayer and praise, when we have our prayer requests and praise report time. Uh, so feel free during the sermon to jot down any prayer requests you have or praise reports. One of the questions I wanted to ask you this morning is this. Do you enjoy sitcoms? They're not as popular as they once were, but there's, there was a ton of situational comedies uh, all throughout the 1990s that I enjoyed. And as I've shared with you before, one of my absolute favorites, uh, sitcoms from the 90s, was a, a show called Home Improvement with Tim the Toolman Taylor. 
He was an accident-prone man with sometimes not a whole lot of common sense, and he was obsessed with, with tools and giving things more power, as he would often say. Well, one episode, there became a problem when a Swiss army knife went missing from the local hardware store that was owned by Tim's good friends. It was suspected that one of the three sons took the knife, and after Tim uh, lined up the boys in the kitchen and questioned them, they all denied it. But later in the episode, Tim and his wife, Jill, discover the stolen knife in the pants of their youngest son, Mark, as they're doing the laundry. To say that Tim is upset is an understatement. You often didn't see his character get that mad, but in this episode, he was very angry. He was not happy at all. Tim and Jill decide to talk to Mark about this privately, about the stolen knife, but Tim's not doing a good job at listening to Mark. He could have used uh, the sermon from a couple weeks ago where James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. But instead, Tim, the father of the family, is spewing out his own anger and anxiety towards Mark in the midst of being very upset that his son would steal from a local hardware store, let alone a store that was owned by his friends. And as Tim is yelling at Mark in front of his wife, Jill, he turns to Jill and he says, you know what he is? He's a dirty little thief. And at those words, Mark runs away upstairs with tears in his eyes. Sometimes in our anger, we say things that we don't mean. Maybe, maybe that's why James says that we should be slow to become angry. Words hurt, don't they? Some words that people spoke to us years ago are still fresh like bread in our minds. We don't easily forget the words that people say to us that cut deeply. They're words that we still hear in our minds today. They're words that tear us down and make us sad or hurt or broken inside. Words don't just hurt, they also have so much power, don't they? Perhaps we even remember words that we regrettably shared with someone else that we wish we could have back. In the midst of being angry or jealous or envious or just being in a silly mood, we said something that deeply hurt someone else. And it wasn't until after the fact that we realized how much we wish we hadn't said that. The tongue can do a lot of good, but wow, the tongue can also do a lot of damage. James reminds us that the tongue is a small part of the body, but it can boast wildly. A small flame can start a whole forest fire. Well, James says the tongue is like a small flame of fire. Our small words can set off a whole forest fire, so to speak. So, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we ought to take into account the words that are coming out of our mouths. We must be careful with how we speak because we want to represent Christ in everything that we do. Perhaps this is one reason why James says that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Because when we're slow to speak, perhaps, perhaps we're taking more time to think about what we're going to say. James says that no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With our tongue, we bless the Lord, yet curse others made in the image of God. With the same tongue. Scripture says that blessings and cursing come from the same mouth, and it should not be this way. Isn't it crazy that we have one little tongue, and it can be so strong and do so much damage? 
But with it, we can do also many good things, and we can build others up, and we can be loving with our tongues. Ultimately, that choice is ours and under our control. Certainly, we've all said things that we don't mean in the heat of the moment. Even this week, you may have said something to a spouse or a child or a coworker or a friend that you really didn't mean, but you just really couldn't help yourself in the moment. We're all human and not perfect, and therefore we can all make these mistakes. But again, as disciples of Jesus Christ, it's important to work toward reconciliation and ask for forgiveness in those times and seek to become someone who speaks in a way that is loving. Have you ever ridden down the road before and seen a house being built? Of course you have, probably. One day you may ride by and see that the foundation is being set. Another day you may ride by and see that the framing is going up. One week you may ride by and see the house begin to close in and the roof going on. And if it's a road that you frequently ride, you'll eventually see the whole process of the house being built from start to finish. And slowly the house is being built up and made stronger and the house is being made more durable. Think about the house being a person and the construction workers being your words. Good, positive, and Encouraging words to others help to build them up. Negative and hateful do the opposite. They tear people down. So my question for you is this. Are you building people up with your words or are you tearing them down? And my challenge for you and my, the challenge for me today is this. Seek to build others up with your words. Seek to be someone who builds others up with their words. According to an article by the University of Arizona, it is said that as humans, we speak on average 15 to 16,000 words per day. Now again, that's just an average and some speak, people may speak way more than that and others may speak uh, less than that. But here's the point. We speak a lot of words throughout the course of a day. We have a lot of things to share with others. Our tongue throws out thousands and thousands of words each and every day. Are those words helping to love our neighbors, as we are called? The popular line, if you don't have anything nice to say, then you probably shouldn't say anything at all, can ring somewhat true as our in our lives as disciples. This doesn't mean that we don't need to have tough conversations and speak truth and love towards things like injustice. Certainly Jesus had harsh words for the Pharisees and others. Certainly Jesus spoke truth, even though he knew it would upset others. And sometimes we may, may need to say things that might not be popular or things that may upset others. Sometimes we have to have difficult conversations, but I'm talking more about the day-to-day -day ways in which we interact with people one-on-one. -on -one. When, we, when we're doing this, we ought to seek to show grace with our words and build others up. We cannot control what people say to us throughout our day, but we can control what we say to them. Are our words showing grace to others, or are they leaning more towards evil or hatred? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 also has some wisdom for us when it comes to the t our tongues. It says this, Don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. 
Are our words building people up or are they tearing them down? Are your words benefiting those who hear them? We are either building up with our words or we're tearing down. So let's be the type of disciples that build others up with our words, not those who tear people down with their words. Building up others with our words is one way that we show love towards our neighbors. It's one way that we reflect Jesus to others. Last Sunday afternoon, I went to the beach with my family, and as I pulled into a busy parking lot where seagulls hovered overhead and sandy people were heading back to their cars, I got out of the car to pay for parking, and I noticed a family of four or five headed back to their vehicle after what looked like a long day on the beach. The husband was carrying a child and walking about 10 feet in front of his wife and another child when the wife yells out, why is there a parking ticket on the car? The husband looked forward and didn't really reply as I was watching this, and it, it had probably been a long day, and they were just ready for some air conditioning in the car and getting on the road. A parking ticket was just icing on the cake. Why is there a parking ticket on our car, the wife says again. And the husband, in a very frustrated voice, just kind of says, Ugh, I don't know. It was a tone that was spoken to his wife in a not-so-loving way. Those words were certainly not going to build her up. Honestly, he wasn't really mad at his wife, was he? He was just frustrated and annoyed that he, what seemed to be, received a parking ticket. Now, I'm not trying to throw stones at the husband because, one, I've been there, haven't you? And two, oftentimes when we tear others down with our words, there's something deeper going on there, isn't there? We've all had a bad day, and, or maybe you've had a bad day, and someone comes to us and, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Or we're tired, and someone keeps asking us to do something that actually requires effort. Or we're hungry, or maybe I should say we're hungry and angry, and the word for that is hangry. And someone else Someone else's conversation with us is blocking us from getting a meal. Or we, we are impatient, and that causes us to not have nice words towards others. Our children aren't listening to us, and we take out our angers and frustrations on them, so we yell and say something we shouldn't. The list can go on and on, can it? There are so many things in life that can cause the tongue to spew out words that tear down. But again, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we need to be more conscious about and aware about the words that we are choosing to use. This is true about the words that we use from our mouths, but it's also true about the words that we use from our fingertips on social media. Let's be people who are builders. Let's, let's build them up with our words and not tear them down. One way we can be like Christ in the world is to be wise with our words to speak truth with our words, and to build others up with our words. There are many words that we can say that are not Christ-like, and there are many words that we can say that are Christ-like. So let's be like Christ. Let's be people who become better at taming our tongue because it helps us to be a better witness for Jesus Christ. It's contagious to be around someone who's wise with their words because they are healthy and they're building others up. Who doesn't want to be around someone that is using their words to, in a positive way to build others up? And perhaps we also need to look back at places where our words have torn others down 
And maybe this week we need to ask for forgiveness from God and forgiveness from that person. We may need to say to someone, you know, I said this and it wasn't very loving and it wasn't very Christ-like of me to do that. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I'll work more towards building you up with my words and being encouraging. That will go a long way with some people. So in closing, may you and I be the person that chooses to build others up and not tear them down. Choose your words wisely. Your relationships and witness to Christ depend on it. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we thank you uh, for the opportunity to be in this place today. And Lord, help us to be the disciples that are wise with our words. Help us to build others up with our words, not tear them down. Help us to seek forgiveness in those places where we have not been wise with our words towards others. And Lord, we just pray that as we go through the rest of this day and as we begin this week, that we would be more conscious about the things that we're saying to others. And that we would picture ourselves as construction workers and picture other people as houses and that we want to build them up with our words and to make them stronger and dur more durable. And help us this week to encourage people to show your love in that particular way. And Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.